You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. like to present a hypothetical what if you had a time machine and you could go back and save the life of someone you lost you know for certain where to go and what to do and that loved one would be saved would be alive there would be a ripple around you you would remember the timeline as it was but everything else would be the new timeline just like marty mcfly and doc brown at the end of back to the future would you do it okay so now you got that hypothetical. What if you could do all that without time traveling? What if you could point the machine directly at the very moment in time that needs to be changed, and with the click of a button, boom, everything would ripple. Same effect. Beyond tempting, isn't it? But there's one final catch. What if you could do all that, but it meant literally killing and erasing a person from time to do it? This is the philosophical question, the moral conundrum being asked in Aporia, the science fiction drama written and directed by Jared Moshe, starring Judy Greer, Eddie Gathagy, and Payman Madi. Since losing her husband, Sophie, played by Greer, has struggled to manage grief, a full-time job, and parenting her devastated daughter, Riley. But when a friend reveals a secret time machine, Sophie is faced with that impossible choice. I am TCD with the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my fellow Time Lords, Jordan. First off, I'm going back and giving myself the estrogen much fucking earlier. Luane. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going? And Frank. Hello. It's a pleasure to see you again, Frank and Luane. We, we literally yeah. have been doing a lot of reviews together. And Jordan, a pleasure yeah, to yeah. have you here as well. <laughs> yeah, I I live again. <laughs> so aporia is a term in philosophy that describes uncertainty or confusion that arises when you encounter a contradiction and uh, that specifically challenges your belief and that any clear solution or answer to the problem or the question is a paradox. So like the best example of this is this statement is false. There we go. Now we are all experiencing aporia. Um, Oscar Wilde has a really great uh, statement that creates this paradox as well, which is, I can resist everything but temptation. I I do love that quote. That's classic. (laughs) Uh, So the best of time travel stories will always address paradoxes like this, Mm -hmm. uh, the moral implications of time travel, and thus it's a very apt title for this movie we are discussing today. What did you three think of this thing? It deals with the morality of time travel in a very different way because the consequences are very specific when you use it, right? And if you decide you need to do it again, that requires killing another person. And if you mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. fix something again, that requires killing another person. And so it it becomes, the ripple effect is more obvious 
and the consequences are different. Like, it's not just like, oh, what a shame, everything's... Like, you used the Marty McFly thing, right? Mm-hmm. So he comes back, everything's perfect now. Awesome, this is great. I screwed time all up, and it worked out great for everybody. Right. In this one, it's always going to work out badly for someone. There are consequences, yes. I do love the universality of the question it poses. That can't help but touch anybody that's mm-hmm. lost someone you know, across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And um, what's really good about it, I feel it asks that question um, without judgment mm-hmm. in, in a very human way. And in a way, it, it's, it asks that knowing that there's not, I guess for some people there, are, there is a definite answer that it is black and white, but mm-hmm. um, it's largely the answer for a lot of people it lives largely in the gray area mm-hmm. yeah. because you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're torn between morality and, um, what your heart wants, you know, yeah. Human emotion, your own personal human emotion. Yeah. I, I saw this as you fuck with time, time fucks back. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, that's the simple equation I saw. I really did love this. It's for several reasons. One, Judy Greer getting a full meaty leading role. Yes. Yes. For yes. like for what seems like the first time ever I'm experiencing and she leaves no crumbs. It's it's absolutely an amazing performance and you honestly keep seeing her moral conundrum getting wider and deeper and just more unnerving and ra- and unraveling as it goes on. This is a fascinating premise. It yeah, is. It, yeah. Because, okay, I, I'm always up for a good time travel story, but sometimes you, you do need a nice new angle to it, and I thought this serves that perfectly. The ethics of it and the morality, it's just like... Ah, so this is the box if it was done competently. Well, yeah, yes. yeah. It, it's like a time gun. You're pointing it. It is a new approach to an old idea. I think one of the reasons that it succeeds, and um, I'm not going to throw out comparisons because I, I mm-hmm. that me crazy, but I think where this succeeds in a way that others couldn't is that, um, and maybe because of indie trappings, it's got a sense of realism. There, mm-hmm. There's no room for flashy effects and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I don't want to say crap or shit or anything like that because that, that, that stuff's not bad. But this is a, a more pared down and it's just about the heart and the question mm-hmm. of the situation. Yeah. It's seeped in realism. When the turn happens of the husband coming back, mm-hmm. he's just, he just appears. He's just there he's in the next there, scene. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's brilliant. Um, yep. And I think that this this is the kind of sci-fi that I'm drawn to. It, mm-hmm. it does deliver on that fantastic premise, but in a very grounded, human, and, and real way. It gives it all the credibility in the world, as far as I'm concerned. And you might not want to compare it to other things, but I'm going to throw some titles out there that I think this is in the vicinity of. So Primer is a real mm-hmm. great example. That's a wonderful indie time travel movie. It's one of the most complex and best. Moorhead and Benson are a couple filmmakers who've done mm-hmm. Endless and a handful of uh, they earlier this year did something in the dirt this feels like theirs as well but where theirs has like a distinct indie feel and pastiche to it this has a level of quality to it mm-hmm. it, it is an independent film it does restrain itself from anything flashy and it really is about the characters but it's in the same vicinity of those 
philosophical and moral conundrum mm-hmm. movies. And I, I really enjoyed that this movie kept going back to the conversation right. about why, what, yeah. how, and all of that. And it, it constantly challenged these characters to struggle with the consequences they are going to unleash. And it's bolstered by amazing performances. Yes, Judy Greer, but also Edie Gaffey, who has great chemistry. It's like mm-hmm. they, they really are a great, believable couple. And also Payman Mahdi uh, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. pretty much the inventor, who is just like, what the fuck have I done? Also, hey, mm-hmm. you want to use this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just so casual. It's like, uh, hey, you want to borrow this? I mean, I'm not well, using it right now. It's... But that's just it. The initial choice, super easy. You get your husband back and the guy who killed him dies. Boom. Dude. Simple as Right it. now. Yeah. No question. Click. And the only reason it becomes a problem is because of Greer being the type of person she is who actually cares about stuff. Yeah, she's a nurse. Right. She comes to the realization also that it's a very realization that it's that it's not an easy choice for, you know, a lot of reasons. One of the biggest reasons is that it's the ripple effect. Right. It, you know, it's not just that one person's life that's right. altered. It extends beyond what uh, what we initially would say yeah. yes to. Right. But there's a lot of people who, after that initial decision, even after the reveal that causes her to think about what she's done, a lot of people would be like, yeah, too bad. Mm-hmm. Right? But she, because she is the person she is, she's a nurse, she's she's empathetic, she cares about people, she realizes what's happened. And then it, yeah. of course, goes off the rails as a result. It does. It does go off the rails as, as a result. And also, I think cinematically, for me, that's also when the film tends to go off the rails mm. a little bit. And, and maybe okay. not off the rails completely, but that it definitely loses the momentum mm-hmm. at that point. And I don't think it ever manages to regain it until the very last scene, mm-hmm. which is genuinely touching. Um, and yes. We'll, that that kind of well helped resonate and well executed and will resonate with anybody who has lost somebody. Hands down. I can already tell there might be some debate as to the ending. I'll just say it outright. I love the ending. I think mm-hmm. it's absolutely fucking brilliant. It was the right ending, too. Yep. You know, exactly. That's what it, I was going to say. It, yeah. yeah. It was the yeah. right ending. The, mm-hmm. It was the right call to make. Because, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I joked earlier. I'm going to go back and make sure I get my goddamn message in early. But I don't know how that – I don't know how that will offset things. Yes, I'll have bigger boobs, but <laughs> will I be as happy where I am, you know, when I did transition? Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, would I still be dating the wonderful math teacher I'm seeing? Right. Something we've touched on already is the relationships and the chemistry between our leads, three characters. And as time travel movies go, as dramas go, this is a great, serious relationship movie. That mm-hmm. if you are in a serious relationship with someone that you can have a complex analytical conversation with, this is a movie that you're going to watch and you're going to want to go grab a cup of coffee and tea at a diner and sit down and start dissecting it. And that doesn't necessarily mean a romantic relationship. I mean, if you have any really strong, long deep connection, deep mm-hmm. connection relationships yeah. in your life, mm-hmm. this is the type of movie that will very lovingly challenge moral conundrums exactly and the more different takes and the reasons behind the different takes are just endless i mean mm-hmm. this is this is a very very provocative film that could lead to a lot of very provocative conversations should it be seen <laughs> as, as you know as yeah. widely as it as it possibly could be i'm gonna be so annoying about when it gets released i was like i'm gonna make sure you mm-hmm. fucking watch this 
But also, you do mention, it's like, yeah, I'm curious as to, like, anyone who's in a deep, long, committed relationship. I'm certainly curious to have that conversation. I I would also be curious to see how a friends with benefits type situation would watch <laughs> mm-hmm. this movie and discuss it. That would just be amusing to me, honestly. One of the other things I really appreciated about this was there's a there's a an interesting visual language to it. There's a lot of stuff that that's for you to figure out as it goes. Mm-hmm. When we're first introduced to the the guy who designs this machine, he's basically like an Uber driver, and you're like, okay, what's going on with this? And you look at the passenger seat of his car has books including quantum mechanics and a bunch of other stuff. Like, all right, so this is a smart dude, or he's trying to learn to be a smart, whatever. We at least have a sense of it. And Greer, because she's having a personal crisis right then, calls him in the middle of this thing, needing his help. Okay, so what's the nature of their relationship? And we learn all these things without them having to do the on-the-nose dialogue. Well, you know, we've been friends for this long, and so forth yes. and so on, right? You, you get all of that through this. You you are led through the story in in a fairly naturalistic way. And believe me, I had just gotten done reading another script from someone where all of the dialogue was on the nose. And so this was just amazing to listen to, even just the naturalistic storytelling of it. I can be guilty of that writing still, but then again, I blame the autism for being specific. <laughs> But I think you're right that this doesn't fall um, victim to most of the genre conventions. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. largely yeah. free of that. And it's uh, God, how refreshing that is. Because you, what you have now in, in not just in the sci-fi genre, but like in so many genres. And I think we talked, talked on this, uh, talked about this on the talk to me episode, how this is largely convention less. You know, this, this isn't written mm-hmm. by, by, by fans of the genre. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they are fans of the genre, but not, the kind of fans who have, you know, just committed everything to memory and are just now reciting it in, in calling it their own original screenplay. This mm-hmm. does feel wholly original, but also does feel wholly sci-fi. Yeah, Jared Moshi doesn't have, like, an extensive career so far, but coming out with a film like this that's so, so well-crafted from the page to completion, you know, it's, it's got ex machina vibes to it, where I could see this guy, if he, if he stays in this realm and gets a little bit bigger and gets a little more opportunity, a little more money, a little more budget, we mm-hmm. could start seeing some pretty noteworthy cinematic releases that are wide releases that are going to get attention. Ideally. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I want to back up Louie and it's like, yeah, this is a great example of show, don't tell. It's exquisite. Like, the, mm-hmm. they actually let the camera speak for us and they trust the audience to understand absolutely it. yeah no they, this is not this is not a film that talks down to its audience and it, uh, uh, you know it, as it, easy as it, it hits would them be. where they live it hits them where they live in the in, in, in terms of their emotion their emotional core but like i said before you know the the universality yeah of this premise i mean th- there's not a person who, w- who wouldn't have a take and mm-hmm. dependent on what their on what their own experience has been in the past, someone who hasn't lost anybody would say, "Oh yeah, I'd do it. No, no big deal." Or might say, "No, no, no, no. That's that that that's too wrong." But because they don't know the, uh, you know, they don't know what it's like to to mm-hmm. lose somebody, and uh, you know, vice versa. And I did want to yeah. emphasize, uh, Frank, and it's like, yeah, it, this isn't a movie that talks down to its audience, which it would have been easy to do with such high big big high concepts and science that the majority of audiences won't know a single fucking thing about. It does simplify it, but again, it says it straightforward without treating us like we're a bunch of 
fucking idiots. <laughs> well, why don't you fold that into some final thoughts and put a rating on this? Okay. Uh, again, this is an incredible movie. This is absolutely one of my favorites so far this year. Judy Greer gives an incredible leading performance in a movie full of excellent performances. Cinematography is great. The premise, the ethics, and the brilliant fucking ending, which... I can't wait to discuss more outright when more people have seen it. Will be memorable. I, I I'm I will be at, I will be that annoying girl. I was like, you're gonna fucking watch this, or or, or you are dead to me. So I'm gonna give this nine and a half homemade rockets that I'm inevitably sure will blow the fuck up on me. <laughs> Frank. Yeah, I think this is this is a very well crafted film. It's a very uh, surprising little find. You know, I watched this. I recently uh, watched it as a coverage for Fantasia Film Festival. So I watched it quite a while ago, and it still hasn't left me. Uh, my father passed away last month, and so oh. this really when I watched it. I mean, first I can't I can't I cannot escape films about death and grief right now. I reviewed Haunted mm-hmm. Mansion, Talk to Me, and then I had something else, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, just give me a comedy. Um, and haunted matches not count, but yeah. And so right, right now I'm reading, um, as everyone does after they lose somebody, they, uh, their Joan Didion book, the year of magical thinking. And in it, she, she, her thesis is that we don't deal with, uh, grief and death. We don't know how to deal with it in this country. We, we really mm-hmm. don't. It's an emotion that has hit all of us or will hit all of us. And, um, we, we have, we have no power over it. We have no control over it. And, um, I think that this movie has that same thesis running all the way through. We would rather do anything uh, if we can just have our worlds like back to the way they were. You know, I asked mm-hmm. myself that question, you know, after I saw this movie. I thought, well, and I probably came to the same conclusion that everybody else has. You know, well, I mean, it's just it's just my little piece of world. And with this person back in it, that's all that would be. It wouldn't have any other consequences, you know, and this says, you know, maybe it it would. And, you know, that this is the way life needs to be right now. It's it's not for you to dictate or try to um, reverse. This is the way it needs to be right now. And to fight that is um, is no good. This film does all that, says all that in such a beautiful way, such an original way and with a real poignancy um, that I just, you know, I can't help but applaud. It does lose a little bit of momentum in the third act. And um, that's a shame, but that's hardly anything to... Uh, to knock it for so i'm gonna go ahead and give this nine out of ten school talent shows that nobody really wants to go to i mean (laughs) (laughs) i mean low i'm sure you 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 have kids you have kids do you ever want to go to those things i mean i mean (laughs) that was the most arrested development part of this it was like (laughs) i'd rather be anywhere else but i can't look away also, uh, I will suddenly be sick. I'm sure my future kids will understand. Jordan claimed to be sick. She wasn't. All right, yeah. Owen. Um, this is really good. Right, that's the easiest. <laughs> like, that's the easiest way to do it. Like the cast is all solid. They have the 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 primary trio have amazing chemistry. You believe that they've known each other for years and that they've been important to each other. The kids are actually pretty good. They've got, mm-hmm. you know, they have a daughter oh, and then yes, there's some yes. other stuff. The, the, the child cast is great. It's, it's really smart. 
it would be hard to find somebody who couldn't be affected by this film because all of us have lost somebody. Um, as I get older, <laughs> there's more and more of them. But unfortunately for, for most of those, I don't have, even if I had the machine, it wouldn't do me any good because very rarely is it a dramatic event that you could do something about in that way. In the end, I'm going to give this 4.5 out of 5 assassination particles. <laughs> yeah, I, all I can do is echo what my friends have said here. This movie is beautiful, and and what a surprise. When this went up for possible screening, I watched the first 30 seconds of the trailer, and I turned it off. I said, I'm not going to watch this. It's a, it's a mom who's lost her husband, and the daughter's being a little jerk about it. Ah, whatever, I've moved on, but you haven't. And I was like, I don't want to watch a drama like that. But then no one signed up for it. So then I was like, all right, I'll look at it again. And I skipped to halfway through the trailer, and I get a line that says, we've disrupted the space-time continuum with our time travel. And, and I said, oh, oh, I'm in, I'm in. Okay, here we go. And what a surprise. I, 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 this is so haunting and, and sweet. And, and yeah, we've, we've said it again and again. If you've lost someone in your life, this is going to – this is going to squeeze you, and uh, I, I've experienced a, a traumatic loss fairly recently as well, and I couldn't help but listen to this movie. Let it, let it get under my skin and get into my head and get into my heart and, and, and have me wanting to sit down at a coffee table uh, at a diner and drink some tea and really just dissect every aspect of this. And that is some of my favorite filmmaking right there that from from the written word to these outstanding performances by this small cast and it's a very quiet movie it's a very soft-spoken movie which is indicative of death when you lose someone you tend to sit in silence and you tend to to think more than you say and this movie just captured so much of that as well as the selflessness of what is being asked of these characters Yes, there's a selfishness in doing this, in pointing a time gun through the past to get what you want, but there's a selflessness, especially in Judy Greer's character, and, and the performances just capture that so well. I, I, I really, really liked this movie a lot, and I hope it finds an audience, if only people recommending it and passing it around. Uh, this is a 10 out of 10 for me, uh, and to put a, a, a 10 out of 10 soccer shirts, or maybe... Did I say soccer shirts? No, there's... Never mind. I, it's a 10 out of 10. I don't know what that was. Uh. <laughs> I'm sure, I, I think someone wears a soccer shirt in this movie, right? I forget. All right. Luane gets it. I see him laughing. Okay. Luane gets it. All right. It. <laughs> now, is there any way we can point this time gun at Vince McMahon? I feel like I, we can do a lot of good. <laughs> of all people, you want to okay. get rid of Vince McMahon. Wrestling we just have the worst president in history, and you want to go after a wrestling guy? Jordan! Jordan! <laughs> 